welcome everybody to my dumb friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I uh, <laughs> just got up and we're here with our uh, guest. He's a writer on Not Safe with Nikki Glazer. He's written on The Burn. He's a writer for the Dog Awards. <laughs> Benji, follow everybody. Um, I got here and, and I was like, uh, Benji was like, oh, is this on camera? And I'm like, no. And he goes, oh, good. I'm like, yeah, I look like shit. And he's like, yeah, you look good. And I'm like, I like the wet hair look. I didn't shower today. So he's just talking about the oil and grease in my hair. Oh, yeah, that's all oil. That's called the greasy hair look. <laughs> well, I've never seen it, and it looks good on you. Thank you. Because usually you, we wake up, you shower. Maybe your shampoo is driving you, drying you up and fizzing you out. Pantene Pro-V. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, I had Per Plus for a while, and I'm just coming back off it. Pantene, you pay a little extra, but you do feel like more adult about your shampoo choice. You do, yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good. How are you? Tom? Good. Yeah, great. Tom's I connection got... is way better than Sean's. Oh, mine's mine's really shitty. Oh, now it's better. I'm just I'm closer to it now. Is that good? Like yeah, now? that's good. All right. I literally have my head resting on the keyboard. Okay. Um, is that because of uh, the sound or your diabetes? <laughs> no sense. Well, because you, you were passing out. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, Thanks. to make a mediocre joke better, you explain it. Thanks, Bastion of Health. I appreciate that. <laughs> Benji, thank you for doing the show. Thanks for having me. It's not going to be a show hey, now that I'm here. How did we get you? This is no longer a show. Time for us after the dog awards. That's crazy. What? I actually didn't do this year's dog awards. I did them the first year, the, the CW dog awards. Oh, you're a phony. Well, no, I fucking. I. That that show went well. They got another dog awards, and because I was pretty you. much yeah. I guess you're an Emmy nominated writer. You got nominated for the Spirit Awards. Daytime Emmy. Daytime Emmy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's still good. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Yeah, I want to do something creepy with my Emmy if I get one. What are you gonna do with it? I don't know. Just something weird. Like put it in front of a homeless guy and take a photo. Just I don't know. just travel around in a convertible with Louis Anderson and the Daytime Emmy in between <laughs> you. <laughs> I should just try to. <laughs> Hack writer gets daytime Emmy and takes really <laughs> creepy photos with it. Yeah, that, that daytime Emmy went oh. straight to your head and you just wore it around your neck. Like yeah. You know, what's, you know what's legitimate a, writers you know what's a funny are like, idea? this guy? Treat it like the Stanley Cup and like bring it to different people like holding it and stuff like that. <laughs> I'll bring it to different bars when there's open mics. Put it on tour and bring it like to small towns when they don't even ask for it. <laughs> Uh, the daytime Emmy for the Spirit Awards is in Knoxville, Tennessee this weekend. <laughs> you, show, you show up at like a small airport and you wave like Nixon off the plane with your daytime Emmy. I should send a formal letter to like MoMA or something and see if they want it. And just just to see what the, the response denial of my daytime. I don't even have it right now. I think I'm getting a certificate. The Smithsonian. They'll just, just get a form letter back. Did I, yeah. I? I don't think I talked about it in this podcast. Maybe it was the other podcast. I, did I tell you guys that I got rejected for volunteering in a hospice <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me i'm not like no you that's what moshe kasher said he's yeah like he's like why is that a surprise yeah, anybody but it's hilarious <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? you wrote them a letter saying you want to work in a hospice yeah i just have a vision of like it's an old people and on one corner it's the grim reaper and it's on another corner with me holding backgammon being like yeah and then they're like you know i'll just i'll go with the grim reaper yeah They'd yeah, lose all their they, money because you'd, like, scare everyone, then they all die of a heart attack. 
They lose half their rent money. I'm like a life cooler. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny if they sent you a text that just said, these people have had it hard enough, Dan. Yeah, they, that's actually what the joke was going to be. Uh, all right, well. Anyway, Benji, I'm so glad you could be here. We've gotten very close during this. Yeah, well, we spend so much time together. Yeah. yeah. It's becoming family-ish, that place, that right? That is. It's becoming really family-ish. Sometimes I'll come home after a day, and I'm like, I was myself in front of everybody, and I don't know if that's okay. Like, I'll be like, why was I acting like that? And I'm like, I guess I'm being myself, but it's an office. Like, yeah. But I'm getting so comfortable. I made a bunch well, of jokes. You, you end up getting close to the people you work with. It's weird. And then when you, like, any, any day job I've been, I've been really close friends with people that work there. And then when you leave... You never talk to them again. It's like weird. Yeah. yeah. I plan on never talking to Benji again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, uh, no, I've, I've, on Friday, I was making a lot of jokes about killing myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this probably isn't a good thing to do. Like, and, uh, cause I talked about like Ashley, who's Chris Convy's assistant on the show. The sweetest girl ever. She comes in. She's like, "Damn, what are you doing this weekend?" I'm like, "I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go buy a gun. I'm gonna dress up the gun like it's a date. I'm gonna take out the gun to a restaurant, and then I'm gonna put it in my mouth, let the gun fuck my mouth, and then shoot myself in the fucking head." Ashley's like, like the sweetest okay, girl from Montebello. <laughs> <laughs> I've had moments and like even that too. I would be scared of you saying that, Dan. <laughs> I've had you some out of your fucking mind. <laughs> my We're therapist loose. told me yesterday. He's like. You know, if somebody like takes that the wrong way, they can call up the police and you can go to the psychiatric institute for three Yeah, days. you can get committed. That, I thought that... I was trying to be funny. <laughs> I had a moment in a dark period I did where that, like a Kevin Brevin voice, but I said I was gonna kill myself like in a sad way, and Jared had to be like, You'll be okay, buddy. And Jared then after, Moskowitz. Yeah, and then yeah, after he said that, I was like, Fuck, I I showed it and now yeah. I made it so weird he had to Pat well, me on the back. I look at Benji sometimes, and like I'll, I'll look at him for assistance, and he has this faraway look in his eyes. Yeah, I have really creepy eyes. He has like a you have a lazy eye. I have, but you can't notice the lazy eye. I have a corrected lazy eye, so it's even creepier. <laughs> it's like something's off. It looks okay, but it's not okay. <laughs> and then I'll just look at him sometimes, and he'll just like look at me in this blank stare, and I'm like, man, if we're both depressed on the same day, like there's we're we're just there's nothing that's gonna help us. And I'm like. Well, also, the staff is all hey, co- that, comedians. That, that comedy office sounds like a real <laughs> <laughs> It's dark. We all have eating disorders. It's because it's, it, it's all stand-up comics. There's not like a, like, there's not like veteran writery yeah. people. It's all like there's stand-up comics with, like, with all their psychosis. That work there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's comics. I guess Jared's the most normal. Jared's very normal, yeah. Yeah, he's probably the most normal, but he's also doing the best. Right, emotionally. It's so funny, like you you all have this awesome job, and you're still like, I want to fucking kill myself. Yeah, it's the worst, but it's a great job, and I love the people I work with, and I Me love too. the show. That's so, exactly I mean, how I feel. That's like it's, it, you know, what I think it is. It's because we're so open, like, you know, yeah. this stuff comes out where it's like, we laugh a lot. There's like, it's a lot of giggling. Anyway, but I, we get dark. Uh, we do. So you're get... like you're like little like Japanese schoolgirls, basically. Well, ben, Benji was telling me. So are, are you allowed to tell some of the stories of you as a kid? Or Wait, no? which one you want to tell? <laughs> About how my siblings would lock me yeah. in dark closets and say my grandparents were gonna hug me, my dead ones. <laughs> dead grandpa's gonna hug you, Benji. <laughs> yeah, you got cooked at an early age. I had four older siblings, so they just fucking tortured me. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Look what kind of stuff. Um, like my sisters would like do girl stuff to me and like, they'd like give me facials or put like makeup on me and they'd be like, if you don't do this, that means you're gay. Otherwise you wouldn't care. (laughs) 
So I'm like a seven-year-old in makeup, being like, I'm so not gay, I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> They're like doing deep shit, uh, deep cuts, deep cuts. Also, when I was like really young, I remember my sister was like, once, you, once your hormones kick in and you go through puberty, you're going to get pubic hair, and then you're going to poke holes in your teddy bears and fuck them. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like seven. And then when like I started going through puberty, I was like, time to... F- cut open my teddy bear and fuck it. And it was awful. I was like, this is the worst. It was like so much cotton in there. I was like pulling cotton out. It was still too much cotton. It's not fun. Were you able to come or no? No, I'm not. I think I was trying that out before. I was jerking off before I could come. So yeah. Yeah. No, I could not. The teddy bear did not get me to completion. (laughs) You know, you just got to get the right teddy bear. I guess. Yeah. But it's, it's just, no matter how much you uh, pull out. I-, I was young. I'm sure now I could figure out how to fuck a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, I could do it with fun. the right Neil Young song in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did you get, you, you didn't, your sister, well, you were old, you're older than your sister, Dan, right? So yeah. did you torment her at all or no? I would put her in wrestling moves. Like I gave her the razor's edge a couple times, which is really dangerous. So I'm glad she didn't break her neck. Um, oh, yeah, that's good. I used to. Sometimes we would go to the store and it would be all three of the kids and then my mom would be in the store and she would like leave us in the car and yeah. I'd have to pee and my sisters would lock me in the car and then make like ocean sounds and pee sounds oh my God. in the car trying to make me pee my pants in the car. See, how can younger... This is so interesting to me because how can you guys ever fully love your siblings again after that? I I do because they were like you know whatever you just love them. and they're just goofing around you know right I guess I don't know about Benji but like it's not that bad like I could Benji had to really think about it I had a, <laughs> yeah I don't know I had a, a sister fuck a friend of mine that hurt me we didn't talk for a while really yeah that bothered when, me. when did that happen that was when you were what, like thirteen no I was like twenty four <laughs> I was like when. I was probably like 24. Why is that why is that, that big of a deal? It was the way it, well basically like uh I was living in a duplex that I shared. I'm saying that as someone who's gonna try to fuck his sister. <laughs> <laughs> I was living in a duplex at the time and my sister just was like not doing much. Like she was unemployed and then right. like she didn't really respect my space. Like she would just like walk in my house. Like, is this the fashionista one or no, not? the other one. Yeah. And uh and then oh, I shouldn't be telling the story. All right, do you want to just stop it? No, I guess I can. I don't care. I just don't no, want to. No, make sure, though, dude. We yeah, because we don't want to take out a whole chunk. Um, it's better to stop now if you can't Do you want to just it. let it stop now? Let's just say my sister fucked my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it could get worse than that. You're like, let's yeah, not tell the, the rest of the thing. story. <laughs> my sister, and it was it, it bothered me. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine that bothering you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I if my sister fucked my friend. It really would depend on the friend. I guess it bothered me now because most of my good friends are are married. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, I think okay. Here's it. I think as far as sister fucking, um, I would <laughs> it, it'd have to be like one degree away. Like Sean, like if my sister hooked up with Steve O'Brien, if he was single, that wouldn't kill me. You know, because it's yeah. like it's enough of a degree and, well, away. Here's the thing though, he's also a great guy. That's what I mean. I'm trying to think of who the worst friend. It was a childhood friend that I'd had since I was like nine. But you, but. That's yeah. actually not as bad, but what if it was some like asshole that you knew from when who you were would a be kid? worse, like somebody like Dude, that you know is like a real scumbag, or your childhood friend? Mm. I guess the scumbag would be worse. I- I'd prefer the scumbag. You really? What? Yeah. Why? Because then it's like you're fucking a scumbag. You're crazy. Go fuck a scumbag. Right. Like, that's your. So thing. you're more upset about the relationship with your friend. 
It was more that she like wasn't respecting my space and was like, I'd come home and she'd be hanging out with my friends. And I'm like, why are you here hanging yeah, out with my friends? Oh that's, yeah, that can And be then fun. at first she was like, just so you know, like, I don't like your friend. Like we kissed and it was nothing. Like, and then all of a sudden they were like fucking a week later. It's like, you dragged me into this in a weird so way. So you like, were living with the friend. I wasn't, but like he'd be, I had a roommate who was a mutual friend. So I'd come yeah. home and it'd be like my sister hanging out with my roommate and our mutual friends. That's really And I'd want to be like, why are you here? Like, get out of my shit. Yeah. So that's why I was like bothered by it. It was like, yeah, that's, you don't that's respect my space. Like, don't be hanging out with my friends. You're like an adult where you, she was like 30. And you I've, guys, so you guys had like a fallout for it or what? Yeah, we probably didn't talk for like a year. Oh, wow. And then how did you get back to talking? Um, I don't know. Hanukkah? He's like, you're it's your sister. You're going to see her. <laughs> <laughs> the, the magic of Hanukkah brought you guys together again? Well, we were talking about this before because people think you're younger than you are. So, like, people, I feel like, push you around a little more. Yeah, yeah you, maybe. You look young. You look like you're, like, 25. How old are you? I'm 32. I'm going to be 33 in August. Oh, yeah. You look like you're like 25 or something. Yeah. I also feel like I'm 15. Like I, <laughs> like, I know people are like, I'm young at heart. And it's like, no, no, no. I don't think you get it. Like, come see where I live. Like, I am 15 as fuck. You have fuck. a very nice place. I Yeah, but like, there's shit everywhere. I still get kids' meals. I smoke pot like an idiot. I think we'll hang out after this job because I actually <laughs> went to go see you at your place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember. I'm a 15 year old with a housekeeper and well, furniture that his parents have given him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's certain signs where, like, you're he's like, not 15. You're but, like, like if Billy Madison was a good comedy writer. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, how good of a comedy writer am I really? You're a good comedy writer. I, guess I don't it. know that sometimes because you trail off and watch <laughs> fantasy baseball. <laughs> like, sometimes I think, like, it was a make-a-wish, and I'm like, oh, they just hired this guy. He's, like, half a retard. But then, <laughs> but then he'll, like, fix my he fi you fix my jokes. I'm like, oh, this is way better than the joke I was putting out. Um, I'm bad at formatting. I know that. Like, sometimes I'll write something. But you wrote a script that's really good, too, Thanks, so I don't, I don't buy it. But, but I have people look at it. I have, I have format insecure. I grew up really bad at writing, so I will always have. Like, I didn't yeah, really too. figure out writing until college. I failed the five-paragraph essay test in high school twice. Really? And I was in dumb, but kid. I just think I was in dumb kid English. Oh, you were? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you fucking did it. Yep. Um, but Benji is kind Dan of like... I know what that's like. He came from a writer family. Yeah. No, yeah. I, didn't, I, got, I flunked at AP English. I did well. I mean, you got into AP English. I did English. well in normal English. But... I was with, like, hardcore tards, bro, in fucking... <laughs> really? I was in dumb kid English. My dad is Moroccan. No one... I was... <laughs> I was thrown to the side in regards. I forgot. To yeah, we always say you're you're like you're like black and Jewish. Like I mean, he's not black. He's yeah, Moroccan, yeah, yeah, Moroccan. Yeah, Moroccan. So African. Says it's black. <laughs> what? That's such a Westchester thing to say. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm saying because it is Africa. Yeah, you're African yeah, know, and Jewish. Not. I just really got a glimpse of like square. I'm trying to convert people. I got a glimpse of like a racist Dan in like a, su a, su a suburban setting and, it, and like a, a Moroccan family moving in next door. <laughs> and his dad and his kids being like, what's that? He's like, black people. They don't look black. I said they're black. We, put a we know what's moving in next door. We put like a Stephen King dome over our house. No, I don't love Moroccan. question Moroc my racism. I'm going to do the Trump thing. I love Moroccans. I love black people. I love Jewish people. <laughs> Um, I love the ones that aren't rapists. Dan has so much Trump white guy. You say, you say they love you. That's what you said. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. yeah so Moroccans, Moroccans love, love me. me. Moroccans, Moroccans love me. 
Moroccan food's great, I believe. Dan has so much white insecurity that he's going to go to a Moroccan restaurant after this and take smiling photos with Moroccan people <laughs> as he eats lamb. <laughs> Look, I like Moroccans. I'm eating lamb. Please don't ruin my career. I'm white and scared. It's all going to go away if I say one wrong thing. Ha ha, Moroccan guy's my friend. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Um... Then He's I, gonna walk up to the owner of the restaurant and be like, "I just made fun of Moroccans on a podcast. That's not bad, is it?" Is it bad? <laughs> He's totally gonna do that. <laughs> I make like I make anti-Jewish jokes all day because I'm Jewish and I can. And like, yeah. if Dan even smirks at one, he'll be like, "Don't tell anyone I smirked at that joke." <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows that I smirked at your Jew banker joke, my career is over. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I smirked. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. Well, <laughs> one day, I guess the head writer, Bob Castroni, or Castrone. Castrone. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but Bob, um, Bob. You got a thing Bob, with Italians, Bob all Castronis? Funny. Bob thinks it's funny to make Benji the head writer when he's not in the room. And I didn't like, and I guess it's for real, but I didn't know. I was out of the room working on something else, and he made Benji the head writer. And I just didn't, I thought Benji was joking. So we got in, and Benji's like, hey, sit down. We're going to go through the script. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> As a joke. And then Benji just pushed me. <laughs> he like got really scared. Like it wasn't even like an angry push. He got scared and pushed me and then just walked the kid. <laughs> I was like, you are not meant for leadership at all. Yeah, they uh they make me head writer sometimes as a big joke. And I <laughs> I order people around. Dan has made one of the PAs his like dry cleaning. That's coach. not true. And he denies it because he's insecure. <laughs> but like he'll do it on the side, and then all of a sudden the PA will walk in and be like, Dan, I got your asthma medicine. And everyone's like, what's been going on? That's not true. Wait, let me explain what happened. He was going to the cell. We, we do a thing called Tinder tap out on the show. He was going to the cell phone place to get a new uh, phone for this bid. I was like, hey, my phone's cracked. Can I give it to you? Because uh, he was on his way. And then the thing is, I need Red Bull before I do warm up. I need it. And that's a function of the show. So he went to go get Red Bull, and then while he was there, he bought me cigarettes and Red Bull. You need Red Bull between and fixed your every phone event that you have in your life. <laughs> I'm just I'm a good person. He's like, I'm sorry. The show needed my cell phone to look cool and Red Bull and cigarettes. <laughs> so it totally makes sense. The guy getting paid nine dollars an hour to get tender greens for us should also do this. I'm just saying, you know, when I was a PA, I would have loved to have that kind of connection with a writer on the show. Oh, my God. You're becoming <laughs> Trump. PAs love me. They love me. <laughs> I'm huge. Huge with the PA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, what else is up, man? I mean, I don't really know. Uh, you. Oh, God, that was a I horrible transition. <laughs> But are you single again? I don't know if I'm single. You don't know if you're single. Yeah. What was, uh, I, we, <laughs> you've had some crazy, like, hookup stories. I know that. In my past past? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, which one have I told you about? Well, you told me some stuff that you did on the road, but what do you think is, like, the dumbest move you've ever made with, like, like a hookup? Like, I shouldn't be doing this right now. On the road? Or wherever. Oh, I mean, I have so many. Um... I, I don't know. I don't involve anybody, but um, one girl had one girl was I was hooking up with this girl in like a green room, mm -hmm. and then she was like, "All right, I'm gonna go. My my date's waiting for me." Oh my <laughs> god! Oh shit! With like my dick in her mouth. 
like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, just can you finish? And she's like, no, he's my ride. And then I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'll just for a show. Yeah, this was in uh, w- w- this was in Edmonton. And then and then I'm like, really? Like, I'll just I'll pay for your cab. And then she like took it like this, and she goes. I don't need your money. I'm not impressed by money. I used to date a crack dealer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, like rubbing it in my face. It's like, wait, 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 crack dealer. Like, I don't, like, he's like, poor. He's rich. Like, yeah, he was rich. And her way to cite that she doesn't need me to pay for her cab was like, I'm just trying to pay for it so you can finish the blowjob. But like, her was like, I used to date a crack dealer, okay? <laughs> like, that's her, that's her Chanel purse. <laughs> that's her go to impress you fucking statement. Yeah. I graduated Yale, okay? Like, she said it like that. <laughs> that was funny. Um, oh, my God. Then uh, She's like, I dated a really successful bathroom attendant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. One time I met this girl in, oh, no, where did I meet her? I met her in Michigan, but she drove from Ohio because she bought a book called A Hundred Things to Do Before You Die. Yeah. It's like a stupid-ass <laughs> Yeah. Book and her and her friend were like fuck a feature. One of them was one of them was both (laughs) (laughs) one of them was fuck Uh, fuck Shore's feature. Yes. No, one was go see I was trying to find Rob Schneider's feature, but I figured I'll do Polly Shore's. One of the things in this book was go see Polly Go see Polly Shore do comedy. Yeah. And I was opening for him. So they drove from uh oh, what's the what's the place? Sandusky, Ohio to Grand Rapids, Michigan to see Polly Shore. And they got there late, and I got them in. They didn't even see my comedy. Oh, do you, is this Dr. Grins? Yeah. Oh, I love that club. Yeah, it was Shout great. Shout out to Dr. Grins. Eventually, I flew her into L.A. We hooked up, and then I was working on The Bird, I think, or on something. Yeah. And I couldn't hang out with her. And then the last time she came in town, she, like, almost became a Scientologist. She was like, have you heard of this museum of psychiatry? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, you can't be left alone. <laughs> Like you're, like they're from Sandusky. Like they don't know anything. Like I right. think I gave her avocado for the first time. Like, I'm not even joking. And so I have a buddy, and I was like, "Hey, I'm working all day, like long hours. Like, yeah. can you watch my friend? Like, this is another buddy I grew up with. Yeah. These are the fucking guys you meet at Jewish private school. Yeah. I'm like, will you just hang out with her? And since she kind of met you last time while I'm yeah. at work, and like just check in on her. Like, I don't want her to become a Scientologist while I'm working. And then sure enough, like. I, like, we end up, like, all three of us hanging out, like, once I'm not working, and, like, they're, like, kind of flirting in front of me. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> and then the last time they came in town, she had brought a friend that he hooked up with her friend, so I'm like, surely he's not now f- trying to fuck this girl, too. And then, sure enough, he was and did, and so I just kicked her out of my house. <laughs> and I was like, go stay at Chester's house. Fuck this. Are you still friends with Chester? Yeah, but we, we I kind of told him off really bad. Yeah. Like, I basically just said every mean thing I could say to him, and then, like, within a year, we were okay. Sometimes you need that with a friendship. It was. It was kind of nice to be like, you did this fucked up shit, and it's because of this. I basically was like, you did this, and it's because you suck, and this is why you suck. Like, and then we, like, it kind of made it Did he ever say anything to you, or no? He He just took it, and he was just like, I know. Yep. I know. Like, he just was like, I mean, he fucked this girl. He shouldn't have. I almost yeah. wanted to be like, but hey, did you I care flew- about this girl or no? No, but like part of me wanted to be like, if you were like, I'll pay for her airfare now. Like I would have been like, okay, that's a classy move. I had a friend of mine who, yeah. uh, who, who, who slept with my friend's, my other friend's girlfriend. And uh, he did the thing. Sometimes, sometimes guys will do this thing where they go, 
my friend, he, when, when he got confronted about it, he goes, listen, you can punch me in the face if you want. And he like gave him permission to punch you in the face. And the guy was like, well, I'm not going to do it now because you just gave me permission to punch you in the face. Did he end up punching him in the face? No, he didn't. I mean, it's so fucking like when that happens, it's like it's such a it's such like a betrayal that it's, it's like really bad, it's yeah. like, do you really even want to like like like, you know, like if I found out you or Mike Lawrence like slept with my girlfriend or something, my first instinct wouldn't be to beat you up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, my first yeah. instinct, I would just be so fucking devastated and depressed because you would want me to both of you would want you know what i mean yeah like, because and then it's kind of over if you do that then it's like you did something shitty too so it's over especially in your th like once you get older if you're in your 30s it's not like you know that like you know like because i've been punched in the face before you're over that in a day or two you know what i mean yeah, right but like yeah, stuff exactly. like if somebody makes you feel like shit emotionally you're not over that for a while <laughs> you know yeah, it's like no stuff isn't doesn't you, turn off yeah you sit with this you know yeah you know that's good because at that point the person's looking for a reason to make it even anyway, and it's more of a fuck you if you're. Well, that's just what like, I'm saying. That's why it's so shitty. He did that because he was like, "You can do it if you want to," and that's kind of such a cop out because it's like, well, of course the guy's not going to do it now because it seems silly. You know, it, instead of it just taking whatever he dishes out, you're, you're now you're giving permission for him to do something. Yeah. It's like it's such a a wormy way to do it. It's just like just don't do it in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Sorry, I, I don't know why I, I. That was a lot of yes. Tom, we haven't checked in with you. Uh, how, how's uh, how's things with you, man? Good. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're good. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's in a tree right now. <laughs> Tom, Tom is our producer in Massachusetts, and he's lives in a very rural area, and uh, you know he he always talks like he's falling apart. So. <laughs> he's got a pretty good life but he just talks like everything's just getting destroyed at every moment it's beautiful here <laughs> see even that sounded sad what are you thinking Benji well in every passing moment we're living and dying you know what I mean so I kind of get what this guy's about yeah <laughs> And it That's is kind of so beautiful. Depressing. So I, 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 so far, I really like this guy. <laughs> All he said is, "Yep," and it's beautiful. And I'm like, I get this guy. What's the uh, what? What do you think is the most uh, ass backwards thing you've ever done on stage? Like, I'm gonna try this, and this is this turned out to be a nightmare. Oh, um, I have a bunch. Well, I was trying to do this, like when I first started at the store. Like, I was, I would watch Ari. the comedy store. Yeah. Right? And he would always like take his balls out and put them and like he did this thing with his balls. And I was like, that's funny. And I like tried to do I was like, I should do something funny with my balls. Wait, who did that? <laughs> Ari, Ari used to put his like balls on people's shoulder or like just take them out and do yeah. do comedy with just his balls sticking out of his thing. So like yeah. I tried to do this joke. I was like, I wasn't gonna do the exact same thing as him, but I, it kind of inspired me. So I was like, oh, I want to do a joke about how this is so gross, but like obviously this didn't work. I tried it like once or twice and I was like, what am I doing? Like, you know when you uh, sit, this is such open micer shit too, now they say this out loud. Yeah. <laughs> when you're shitting in a, in a toilet, <laughs> such open micer stuff, and, you're, and your dick can hit the inside of the toilet, right? Yeah, yeah. And so what I would do is, and what I still do sometimes, is I'll kind of use my t-shirt as a canopy for my dick to like, hold it up and protect it from the inside of the gross public toilet seat. <laughs> right, right. Remind me never to shake your hand. <laughs> and so 
I would then, and then, and explaining this to the audience, I would then show them what my dick looks like in a canopy of my t-shirt. And they would just know. And I had, it could have worked, but I just had no punchline. I just made the audience look at the impression of my penis through my shirt. And then you're like, oh, this is just sexual assault. Yeah, I was like, this is just stupid. Like, and I was just too dumb to figure out an actual joke for it or like, figure it out. And so I just stopped doing it. Jay Okerson was on our show and he, uh. We'll talk about his closer. It used to be he would just get naked. Yeah. On stage. I think still isn't, what's his name? Um, Not Rodriguez. Or Angel Salazar. Remember him? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. I think still he has a boombox and he's still his closer as he strips down to a thong. Yeah, Bobby Lee, I think, used to do that. I don't know if he still does. God, stand up is so sad. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really is. I think Ari got banned from the improv for doing that. What the dick thing? Yep. How do yeah, you that, know yeah, this, that makes Tom? A lot of sense. Tom, how do you have your <laughs> <laughs> how do you have your fingers on the pulse of L.A. Uh, gossip comedy? I I know the the Booker there. Oh, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie's a good guy. Yeah. I know Jamie. Jamie's a really good guy. He's a good fellow. Oof. Sorry. <laughs> it's Sorry. okay. <laughs> Benji just made this face too that was like somewhat terrifying. <laughs> So you guys can't yeah, see it. Yeah, but that's all shit you do. That's supposed to be stuff you do like in the beginning of your career. Like, like I don't know, like you were like to have puppets or something on stage. <laughs> oh my God, you just spat up when you I said I just puppets. spat out water. That was me. I did that. I used to have puppets on stage. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was the best sound ever. It was funny. It was funny when I did it. Was it was funny because it was like puppets going through a divorce or something. Yeah, right? it wasn't bad. I, I think I talked about this on the show, but like I pitched the puppets thing to Nikki and then she goes, she listened for like three minutes and then she was like, that's great, but uh, I hate puppets. And then, uh, <laughs> it was like, uh, like she knew she was going to reject it 30 seconds in. She just wanted to like let me rope my own noose, you know? <laughs> it's funny that you have like your dark side, but then there's also this guy who like kind of likes puppets and has a musical theater background. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you might be passed out on the street tomorrow, <laughs> or you might be like uh, in a play. I don't know. <laughs> oh God, it's tough. Yeah. I don't know if we could talk about this, but I saw two nights ago one of your a girl you used to date. Right. Well, I, I could talk about. about I could keep this vague. Okay. I used to sleep with a girl. I wouldn't say we did. We kind of date. I don't know if I'd call it date. Whatever it was, I used to right. sleep with a girl, and she was became she a, a crack dealer. No, she became a porn star later. Whoa! Yeah, and then Dan saw her the other night. Did you know that she had porn star like potential? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Um, just because like I think she had worked at Hooters and stuff. And yeah. She had like a, a good body and giant tits. Yeah. It was fun. Um. It, yeah. What was happening? Sure. It was all right. No. Pre no pressure. No pressure. Yeah. I. T did I. I. I don't know if I should. Uh. But we. Uh. We had. Um. Yeah. I think I could talk about this. Can I talk about what this? Is, I have, don't. I don't read yeah, your mind. Yeah, He's going. Sorry. Is it right if we There's talk so about this? I'm like. I don't. Have, well, I think this is. A, if you can bring him up or not. Yeah. Yeah. But we had an. We had auditions for um this thing at work. Like you know, we did in ear porn. Um. And, and there's a chance, I'm not going to say, but there's a chance we'll do it again. But um, somebody cool. was uh, auditioning. She was one of the people auditioning. And then I bumped into her at the store later the night. 
And she was with some dude, and I was like, oh, how'd the audition go? And she goes, yeah, it was great. I booked it. I definitely booked it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm the one who would know. You know what I mean? I don't know whether or not you booked it or not. Like, But I would know. You know what I mean? Like, so It was just weird having her tell someone from the show, like, yeah, I did it. I booked it. <laughs> just like, you're like, That's I'll be able to know. I could go into work and find out if you booked it or not. A lot of people in L.A. have this thing where they're, it's like the secret or something where they right. go, I will be famous. I will book this like and it's like are you you're trying to like trick reality yeah and it's impossible with the words you use right and then i was talking to a friend about it and he was like you shouldn't say i want to be a famous comedian you should say i will be a famous comedian i'm like no like i know it'll come from me working hard and like being smart and i believe in myself right but like i don't have to say i will like it doesn't mean i'm defeating myself with the language i use like i definitely believe in myself when people do, yeah, it's just like weird, pathetic shit that makes you look stupid that people do. Dan, yeah. do you ever have weird interactions during the warm up for the show? Like, have you had any weird um, people? No, I'm, I, you know, no, I haven't really. I don't think have I. Um, Benji no, season. Dan does. Dan does really good. Dan's really good Thank at you. it. No, no, no. I'm not. But no, I'm not saying you do bad. I'm saying sometimes people will just <sighs> I, say if you're in crowd work, no, people I, say I know weird our shit. our audiences are pretty good. I mean, there was one thing where a guy. A guy was like talking about like I, I I started talking to him and I could tell that he was uh, he started talking about fucking a girl on coke in the bathroom of a Waffle House and I was like I need to move away from this <laughs> like this <laughs> that's would be a trigger fine. what's more of a trigger the coke no or the no waffles? no this would be <laughs> <laughs> fuck you you know what I hate about Benji Benji like talks about like oh I'm overeating and he's like tiny I have body he looks like a little bitch you. but he's doesn't do he's not like a fat. Bit. He's got like he came I act in like today. A little bitch too. Yeah, he acts like he came in today. And let me tell you this outfit that he's wearing. He's wearing a system of a down sweater, high green knee socks and shorts, and then like fucking Nike flip flops. I mean, it. <laughs> and then he just made the kissy motion to me. <laughs> I can't. I mean, Benji. I've never known someone who can take it more. Like you take it pretty well. I take it. Yeah. Like I. I I said something shitty to you once, and you go, "What did you say about the attention thing?" You said something like, "You're like, you're like, you think you're hurting me, but what I secretly want is attention. So thank you." (laughs) (laughs) I love attention. Attention's the best. I did. uh, Did I tell you that I did? I was at the cellar the other night hosting, Uh and Dave Chappelle came and did six hours. Oh Oh my my god. god! Oh shit! I'm so sorry. It was so after it was like, did you have to stay the whole time? Well, I thought I did. And then at five, I, five in the morning, I went up and I and the manager was like, oh, I, I, I should have told you to leave a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. And I just ran right out of there. I left. That is a and, fucking and he stayed nightmare. on stage until seven in the morning. Oh, oh, God. You know what happened to me the other day? I was at the store and he was up in the main room and they're like, Dave Chappelle just did a half hour in the main room and like. I feel like sometimes he'll do hours and hours and maybe not be as concerned about the how much he's No, he crushing. doesn't he doesn't care. Well, this is what happened to me. I get to the store and there and it's a packed audience and he just went up in the main room and they're like, He just did a half hour, it was yeah. amazing. I'm like, Okay, they're like, All right, he's going up in the original room, you might be next. But I'm like, All right, he's gonna do a half hour, I'm probably not next. I'm sure one of the comics who gets better spots than me is gonna show up. He does five minutes of punchlines, killing. <laughs> throws the mic my turn so i wasn't ready because i thought he was going to do a half hour he did five minutes of de- so everyone's like Just that's destroyed. it five minutes of and destroying you- dave chappelle and now i have like over 100 plus people being like what the fuck 
and I don't even get an introduction because he threw the mic. So you have to pick up the mic? I have to pick up the fucking mic. <laughs> and this was at a point in my my comedy journey where I was doing like a weird character. Yeah. Where I was yelling a lot. And so like I couldn't commit to like the yelling or my normal routine and like it was the worst 15 minutes of stand-up how, of my life. How ba- bad did he bomb? He? He you. crushed. Oh, me. oh yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it was wow, the worst. Been, wait, how long ago was that, though? And then you also do three times the amount of time that he does. Yeah, so I also everyone's do, like, yeah. what the fuck? Why is this guy yeah. getting more yeah. time than Dave Chappelle? <laughs> yeah, I he did three. He probably did it to fuck with you. I don't know. I think he was just having fun that night and just didn't care. Like, he threw the fucking mic after five minutes. Like, I don't think Benji Oflala was on his mind. Where did he throw it? What do you mean? He he just spiked it. it. He spiked it. Jesus Christ. And then you got to pick it up. And then I picked up. And then, oh, my God. And I was so nervous. (laughs) Keep in mind, I thought he was going to do a half hour. And all of a sudden, the piano guy's like, Benji Oflala from the side. And then I get up there, and I'm so nervous. This was the most humiliating part. I reach to an empty microphone stand to grab a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and then it occurs to me, oh, right. The microphone's on the floor. He, he came the other night, and he just, he goes up, and he, do, he, doesn't, he does six hours, and then he'll keep pretending like he's going to leave. Like, he, he literally is telling me in the audience, he goes, you want to go home, huh? I'm like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then he keeps on doing it. And then people, in the, he just talks to the audience for six hours, and they just keep asking him questions. I'm like, shut up. Stop asking questions. <laughs> Pump out the Tinder jokes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, I mean, you know, obviously Dave Chappelle's like top five stand-ups, maybe ever, you know, he's amazing. But it is funny how, like, you know you're a real comic, like, when you go from, like, oh, Dave Chappelle's here to, Ah oh, fuck! Dave Chappelle's here. I'm not gonna get home <laughs> until like yeah, five a.m. Now after that night, I'm at the fuck Dave Chappelle's here point. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Well, that's what... though, dude. The first two hours, brilliant. The guy would come up with such brilliant shit that I was like, damn, this is good. Yeah. And then once you got to like the three, four hour mark, you were like, this is garbage. Dude, I it's went to see him in Montreal, and the first hour is amazing. And then the whole thing was amazing. But then you get to the hour point, and you're just like, I just want to go home. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like I, wa- I was watching Tom Segura's special last night, which is really good. It's really good. Then, but even then, I can only do about half of it, and then I'm like, all right, I, I need to do like other stuff now because, you know, I did the same thing. Though, with man, the other thing I think of with I the can... Dave Chappelle thing is that he, the whole staff has to stay. They have to wait until it's done. So he's keeping back yeah. like 15 people that just want to go home, and some of them have day jobs. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. It's fucking dumb. It's so dumb. But just I in case I uh, can get work from Dave Chappelle, I just want you, to, the comedy world, to know that I'm against Sean Donnelly on this. Pussy. <laughs> <and>, uh... <laughs> um, what is what's the biggest breakdown you've seen at the store, Benji? Um, like by a comic on. Stage? Yeah, you don't have to say names or anything. Mm. Why not say names? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've seen crazy stuff. I've seen like crazy fist fights. I've really? Seen... What was the fist fights about? It was like some pretty boy actor or something. Like I didn't know who he was, but a few people did, and he came by shit face. So he was like kind of famous. Like I feel like he was a guy who's like he's probably like CW famous, something like that, or a right. guy with a big head. Maybe he still does good. I think he might. I think he might be like a legit actor, just some guy who like we may or may not know. And he comes in and he's like wasted, acting like a dick, and he gets like kicked out. And I won't say names, but there's this one comic there who doesn't really get spots anymore, but he still hangs out and he's like from Jersey and drinks and smokes and is edgy as fuck and like can fucking fight. 
Yeah. And as this guy's leaving, he was like yelling at him, like, don't come back, blah, 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 blah. Cut to like a couple hours later, the guy just shows up again, like even more drunk and more entitled to be there and like right. acting like a dick. So they kind of start like pushing him out of there. Like one of the bigger dudes is like, get out of here. You got to go like gently. And then like somehow things escalate where like a guy falls down the stairs. So then the Jersey guy just like goes crazy and like chokes this guy out. Like oh my he's God. on top of him until his eyes start rolling into the back of his head. Oh, and also like. <laughs> If you notice the metal ashtray at the comedy store is dense yeah. in it, that's from this guy's head getting bashed into it. <laughs> oh, shit. It gets oh, to the shit. point where it's like, I thought I saw someone get killed. Because, like, he's now on the floor. Like, we finally got him off him. And, like, he's, like, laying down there, eyes rolling in the back of his head. Like, I've never seen any shit like this. But, like, I'm, right. like, a little sheltered, I guess. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, eventually he got up and his friend just got him out of there. Jeez. But I remember... Like looking at him and being like, "Is that guy like dead?" Like, he just got choked out and his head bashed into an a, a oh metal my ashtray. God. Oh my god! Yeah, look at the dent. Look at the dent on that ashtray at the comedy store. Yeah. That's from a guy's head. Let me tell you something. That would not happen at Flappers. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's security guards there. Like it wouldn't happen anymore. There's like those security guards they have there are like legit trained dudes who. I t you know wouldn't let that happen. You know I um what's it called I I last night two nights ago there this is a comedy I had a I had a set upstairs I did that guy Sh Martin's show he puts me on like hey it's good time comedy show that guy and uh, <laughs> he's a nice guy and I went downstairs and I was talking to uh, Marilyn Roscob name drop um, but then this girl I saw this really cute girl on the side and she was like like she was British right like she said like it was kind of weird because she said like. Uh, could you spin me a fag or something? I'm like, oh, well, she actually means that as a cigarette. It's not like a hate word. Um, so I give it to her, and <laughs> she's like uh, really cute, and like she's here. She's like a composer for music for for a movie. That's why she came out. And then you know, I, I was like, hey, I'd love to get your number. And she's like, yeah, great. Also, do you know a good cocaine connection? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I'm so close every time to like meeting somebody, and then some. You know, and then I text her. She and then they ask you for coke. Can I yeah. tell the sock story that you told me the other day? What was the sock story? The socks website. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll say name names. Any yeah, yeah. So there's like a cute girl who we work with. Not like in the office. Like she yeah, comes just... in. Like it's not like I'm hitting on someone at the office. Okay. And I've never like, I've never creeply hit her. I've just like chest. said hi. All right. I've just said like hi, been nice. You know, okay. invite her. All right. Show Dan St. Germain exists and we all know how he exists. So. <laughs> Uh, there's a, there's this cute girl and she was wearing silly socks and he's like, Hey, those socks are silly. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, totally. Yeah. He's like silly socks. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so then the next day when he's perusing the internet, he knows it's a sock sale <laughs> online. Oh so he takes the sock God. sale link and texts it to her. Doesn't get a response, obviously. So, you know, a couple days pass and he sees her cause you know, we're seeing her again and he goes, Hey, Hey, so, uh. You get my text, and she's like, huh? He's like, about the socks? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the whole story. It's just the yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. I got the sock sale text. Thank you, Dan St. Germain, for letting me know about the sock sale. Oh, my God. It was the time. The timeline was a little off, but basically everything else was right. Dude, that's why I say every moment of your life is like that answering machine scene in The Swingers. That's basically how you live. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. It wasn't great.
Wasn't Dude, a great you move. actually asked the girl, did you get my text? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, Dan, I did get your text. Uh, yes, I did. I just didn't write back because that I was a little rough. Shit. That was a little rough. <laughs> that could be your name of your special. Yes, Dan, I did get your text. <laughs> <laughs> your name of your special is Hey, you up? Uh, hey, you up? Hey, you up? I was like, I actually, you ever have this? Like, I, I like, um, yesterday I, I heard about this guy who was like a flyer guy when I was doing like, I forget what club in New York, but he was like a flyer guy. He's a really nice guy. Zach Amico, you know him. And uh, I, I, I heard he's doing a great job at like, you know, like as far as like, he's like writing roast jokes for people. He's like really doing good in New York. So I like send him a message like, um, that was like, hey, I heard things are going great because he was always nice to me. But then I looked up, and I guess I had messaged him when I was relapsing two years ago, and it was just a message to him saying, hey, man, you party? <laughs> 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 and he's like, no. And I'm that like, actually be I showed it to Annie talking. Letterman, and she's like, are you trying to fuck him? Like, what is that message? <laughs> That's code for cocaine. It's code for coke, yeah. yeah. That, that should be the name of the special for real. Hey, man, hey, you, you party? party. Hey, man, you party? Benji, we got time for one more dumb story from you. I've given up on trying to figure out how to transition. <laughs> what do you think is the dumbest thing you've ever done in your life? Um, I almost died doing something really Here, dumb. Here, close to the mic. Sorry. I almost died doing something really dumb. I, uh, If you go up that, I think it's, what is it, Gower to get to the Hollywood side? Yeah. People, tourists go there, and it's probably like a two-minute hike or whatever, and uh, and you can take a nice photo of the Hollywood sign. This isn't the dumbest thing, but this is pretty recent, and yeah. I almost died. And there's like a weird little area, like, like almost just like a, a cliff almost. There's like an yeah. area where you can like climb up maybe 40 feet, and it's like this narrow path. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it's basically like 40 feet up, but it's yeah, like... Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking And I was like, oh, let's take a photo from up there. And then I was like, okay. And it was like a tourist friend from in town. I'm like, make it look like you're sucking the Hollywood sign's dick. Like, open your yeah. mouth. Like, we're trying to take that silly picture where it looks like the Hollywood sign's going into her mouth. Yeah. And I take a step backwards to get the better angle. And, oh, like, shit. I literally almost walked backwards off a cliff. And I caught oh, myself. My oh, my God. Could you imagine that story? I, yeah. Like, and I would have fallen backwards. Writer for Dog Awards far, falls off cliff trying to get Hollywood <laughs> Felicia's story. Yeah. So that was pretty recent. Sometimes I think about that. And, like, she was trying to suck the Hollywood sign's dick, so I had her profile. So, like, it was kind of this private moment I had to myself. Like, I was like, did you just see what just happened? And she's like, what? And I'm like, I almost just died. She was like, oh, crazy. Take the photo. And I'm like, okay. Jesus. So it was kind of this bizarre thing that just happened to me. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah. Wait, when did that happen? That was the other day? No, this was like a couple years ago. Damn, that's nuts. Yeah. Mm. But I've done tons of dumb stuff. I mean, mm, I'm trying to think. I have a what lot is of. It? Is someone eating? No. Tom. No, I'm not eating anything. I, Tom. I do want, I want to eat something, though. Tom, are you a liar, Tom? <laughs> Tom, are you a liar? Tom, are you a little liar? <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom you so like little lies? Yeah. Tom goes, no, I'm not eating, but I want to eat. <laughs> like there's something holding him back from eating. What are you gonna eat, Tom? Once once we're done here, nuts Some pistachios. And That's what I eat. I eat nuts and berries. Yeah, you're on the yeah. grizzly diet. I'm on the grizzly bear diet. I should. Yeah. I should be. 
<laughs> Tom always acts like he's like somewhere between life and death. And he's like, you know, in Poltergeist, when you're trapped in, right. into the wavelengths, whenever he's talking on this thing. <laughs> I feel like you're the, yeah, you're going to like walk into the forest one day. And just never come out. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'll be very slow, but dramatic. <laughs> it'll be just like my side of the mountain. The move. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Your voice has death behind it. <laughs> I feel the death in your voice. Like you just get like sound bites of like Tom. Yeah. Oh, if there was like a Japanese shame forest in the U.S., like Tom would be disappeared. Forever. You guys have a ghost a on your podcast. <laughs> that should be your selling point. Listen to Dan and uh, Sean's podcast. They have a ghost on it. <laughs> He's literally somewhere between death and life. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom, there's nothing you could have done on that creek ride. <laughs> Something like that. We had to find yeah. this whole podcast. We have to find, like, get him closure. Yeah, why your so soul can can't go. pass on. <laughs> we have to find a ring in the bottom of the fucking lake or something. Uh, all right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, Benji, is there anything we can pop? This will be out in three weeks. Um,. I don't know. You can watch my short that's online on Vimeo. The, yeah. The, the link is on, in my Twitter. What's your Twitter? Benji Aflalo, at Benji Aflalo. Can you spell that, please? B-E-N-J-I-A-F-L-A-L-O. The short's called Alone Together. You can find it. You just look for it. Yeah, with Esther, who's awesome. Yeah. Tom? Uh, at TomDog on Twitter. Sean? Uh, I'm at Shawnee Time, S-E-A-N-Y-T-I-M-E, and I have an album on Comedy Central Records. It's called Manual Labor Face. Please buy it on iTunes or on CC Direct, and please add me on Snapchat, Donnelly19. I have an album, too. You can listen to it for free. Ooh. Don't be a dick. You can listen to my album for free, too. Barry <laughs> <laughs> Sean's album. Spotify. I actually just got a check for like an album. It's the first time I finally made a profit off this thing. Um, was... It was from just, I guess it's playing a lot on Sirius. Wait, was it oh, a comedy awesome. album or you just trade in CDs? To... <laughs> <laughs> it's actually me. It's me. It's me covering team. Sublime's 40 Ounces of Freedom. <laughs> just the whole thing. Is your album called? Yeah, maybe next week will work. Sure, get a hold of me then. <laughs> Let's end on that. Thank you, guys. Is your, is your album Thank called, you, Benji. All right. Your album is called I Made You This Sweater. <laughs> all right, we'll be back. Thanks for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. To find out where our hosts are performing live please visit their websites, seandonnellycomedy.com and check out his shows link and danstgermain.net and click on his schedule link. It's all right there. Check it out. Uh, your co-host and producer, that's me, Thomas Attila Lewis. I'll be performing Saturday, April 30th at the Infield in Pittsfield if you feel so inclined as to make the trek to distant western Massachusetts. Uh, Jared Freed is headlining, one of our guests from this show, the very funny Jared Freed. 
please rate and review our podcast on whatever listening platform you are using iTunes, Stitcher, and so on. It would really help us out. Please find us on Facebook. We have a, a podcast page on Facebook. And there's a link in the About section there to our secure PayPal donation page. Throw us a few bucks if you've enjoyed the show. It helps pay for gas and donuts and all sorts of stuff. Thanks a lot. We'll be back next week. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com. said no father I know when I've been beat And I still have another round left in me So lift me up Lift me up Lift me up Lift me up